This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Resign with the Panthers on Thursday. Just three days ago, McCaffrey split out wide to the right. Newton takes the snap, and he is in for a Panthers touchdown. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Yeah, Cam Newton's back all right. He's part of the Panthers. They win in impressive fashion yesterday against the Arizona Cardinals. Welcome back. BetQL Daily presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Monday morning. A lot of NFL to react to. We'll look forward to a, a lot of what we saw yesterday. But let's chat right now with our Odyssey NFL insider, Mike Lombardi. He's joining us on the Roman Guest Line. You can also hear Mike on his podcast, the GM Shuffle, available on the Odyssey app. Mike, a lot to get to here, but let's start with the New England Patriots and what they're going to do to the Cleveland Browns yesterday. We, we, when you've come on this show in recent weeks, we've kind of talked through New England getting better and better and better. Right now, Mike, they're getting better, and their quarterback is playing, well, I would say, easily the best of all the rookie quarterbacks. What, what are you seeing with New England, and, and do you think now that we should start thinking about this Patriots team as a contender in the AFC? Well, I mean, they've improved, there's no doubt. And, you know, they're playing with a rookie quarterback who doesn't look like a rookie quarterback. Remember, this is the rookie quarterback that everybody says you can't take the third pick overall in the draft. This is a rookie quarterback that said you couldn't trade all those draft picks for Mac Jones. Are you kidding me? You've got to take Trey Lance at three. He's the only quarterback worthwhile to trade all those picks for. And now what's happened? You know, we see Mac Jones as somebody that I think Kyle Shanahan saw when he was in Cabo. He traded for him, and then all of a sudden the pressure and the organizational decisions went against them, and they picked Trey Lance. And I think the Patriots are the beneficiaries of that, and he's played really well. Their offensive line has been really the key, and their execution has been unbelievable. I mean, they're improving defensively in all areas. They're able to get some pressure on the passer. You know, the first drive of the game, they didn't stop the run. The second drive, they really took the game over, and they did it in both sides of the offensive and defensive lines. I mean, they're a good team. They need to continue becoming a good team. We have to remind ourselves that Mack is a rookie at times, but now that he's played, you know, now that he's played 10 games, it's another college season under his belt. I think he's ready to get going. Yeah, Michael, so what so, happened there with San Francisco? We, we were talking about that as well, and you alluded to it there with Kyle Shanahan and the organization giving into the pressure. So Kyle wanted Mac Jones and then uh, Lynch and company listening to uh, outside influences too much? Well, I, I don't know if they were listening to outside, but I know this. I mean, when he made the trade, I was told he made the trade for, for, for Mac Jones. I reported that 
you know, and obviously Twitter went completely ballistic all over it. And then, you know, and then as the process went on, they said they haven't made a decision. But Adam Peters, their director of player personnel, and John Lynch both felt that Trey Lance was the better player. And they convinced Kyle. I truly believe that. I mean, if you were, if all four of us were to sit in a room and decide a quarterback who fit the Kyle Shanahan offense the best, we would come up with Mac Jones. It was obvious, right? Athletic, not overly athletic, pocket passer, can move on the run, can make plays, can throw all different kinds of throws, doesn't have the greatest arm of football, but can make every single throw, smart, can get you in the right play. I mean, to me, this is exactly what happened. And, and during the draft, and, you know, I, I work at VSIN and we talk about it all the time, and I did it on my podcast. You know, it, the, the analytics or the pro football focus, I don't know who it was, but they all said you can't draft Mac Jones third. He's not worthy of the third pick of the draft. Now where are we? Michael, what was your take on what we saw last night on this overreaction Monday? A lot of people are asking, you know, is Pat Mahomes and are the Chiefs back or are the Raiders overrated? I'm just curious what you thought. Well, I I mean, I thought this during the week, Gus Bradley said, they asked Gus Bradley if he was going to play cover two and kind of change what he did to to be the kryptonite that everybody has seen so far with with the, the Kansas City Chiefs playing that soft cover and going from there. And I think that really, you know, and, and Gus Bradley's answer to that question is we're going to do what we do. And he played a lot of cover one. He played middle of the field close, you know, and this is this made to order for the Chiefs. It's made to order for the Chiefs. And so, you know, it was unbelievable. And, you know, that's where I think the Chiefs were able to bounce back. They found somebody willing to play a defense that they could, that they're comfortable going against. Now, this week when they – when they come back and play, you know, are they going to get back to the cover two? Are we going to see them handle that? I mean, you know, they got Cincinnati. They, excuse me, they have a they have a tough game. They go into uh, uh, where are they go to da- the Dallas comes in there, you know, and is Dallas going to play? You know, the typical cover three. You know, Gus Bradley and Dan Quinn come from the same Pete Carroll school of defense. Dan Quinn has changed what he's done dramatically. Pete Carroll, uh, Gus Bradley hasn't. And I think we saw that last night. I think that's one of the reasons why they're back. Mike, you mentioned Pete Carroll there. Uh, you know, a game that I think people were really excited for, the return of Aaron Rodgers, the return of Russell Wilson. It did not live up to the hype. 17 nothing. Green Bay wins yesterday. What, what was your biggest takeaway? I mean, that Seattle team was like, oh, Russell Wilson's come back. They're going to make a run. And they still could. That NFC playoff race at the bottom is, is wide open. But that was, um, it was pretty stark to watch a Russell Wilson team get shut out. Shocking, right? I mean, he just was rusty. You know, they didn't have the ball very much in the game. They couldn't execute on third down. Uh, you know, they weren't able to make the plays that they needed to make to keep the football. They only had the ball 20 minutes and 51 seconds in the game. Rodgers did a good job of playing keep away. They only had 208. And yet the game's 10 to nothing into the fourth quarter, and Russell throws that really bad interception in a double coverage. You know, it was not a Russell Wilson-type game at all. And, uh, you know, you've got to attribute that to the rust, to, to the not playing, to the finger, and he's got to bounce back this week. I thought he would play better than he did. I like Seattle going into that game. And if you would have told me Seattle was going to hold Green Bay to 17 points, I'd say Seattle's going to win the game. Uh, Tennessee Titans win again. Just keep getting it done. They're now sitting at 8-2. and two. Uh, they, they beat Sean Payton and the Saints 23-21 New Orleans. Lucky cover. It uh, just goes over the total by one. Uh, 
the Saints end up covering by one. Saints without Kamara, without the starting left tackle, without the quarterback, without uh, Michael Thomas, of course, all year. And now Julio's on IR. Um, Not big offensive numbers for the Titans, but they get it done again on defense and opportunistic defense. Uh, Are you buying into Tennessee as a Super Bowl contender now? Well, look, I mean, they were really fortunate yesterday. Did you, did you guys see the call that they called? Uh, oh, yeah. Roughing the oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that's that, that's the game right there, guys. I mean, uh, you know, that's the game. You know, and, you know, it was actually, I think New Orleans deserved to win the game. I don't think it was a lucky cover. I think New Orleans kind of got beat up by the referees in that game. And, you know, they, they, hold, they hold Tennessee to 264 yards. They're three for 12 on third down. But they shoot themselves in the foot. They drop the, they drop the, they fumble the uh, return kickoff for the second half, and they dig themselves into a hole. You know, I, I thought, you know, when I'm watching that game, I thought that, that, to be honest with you, I thought the Saints were the better team. They just couldn't put together enough good plays, and it's a tribute to the Titans. Their defense hung, hung tough. They were able to, you know, make it difficult for the Saints, and they they stopped the two point play, which would have sent the game into overtime, or at least given them a chance to to go to overtime. So. You know, Tennessee is one of those teams they find ways to win each week, and I don't think you can overlook that. I think that's something that, uh, you know, that, that, that always shows up. It, it's attributed to mental toughness. But to me, that was a game, if you, would have bet, if you would have bet New Orleans in that game, you would have really felt badly to not at least cover that because you had every right to cover that, to bet, but until the referees try to snatch it away from you. The Panthers beat the Cardinals 34-10. to This Cardinals team... I really don't know who they are. Michael, do you think they're for real? What's your take on this team? Well, I mean, it's hard, Aaron, to say because they don't have their players, right? So they don't have their best player in the quarterback. They don't have their best receiver, you know, and, and, you know, we saw Colt McCoy show us that he's a backup quarterback. And, you know, and this Carolina defensive team is really good. I mean, and and what Cam brought to them was exactly what they needed. He gave them some juice. He gave them some life, you know. He, he, they got some confidence. And from the very first play of the game, you know, they jump out to a 17-0 lead in the first quarter. And, you know, the Cardinals struggled to stop the run. The Cardinals struggled to play well in the red zone. And they turned the ball over. They gave the game to the Carolina Panthers. But this is the kind of team Carolina can be. You know, Carolina kept turning the ball over, kept hurting themselves with, you know, Sam Darnold's bad performance in terms of turning the ball over, making dumb plays. And yesterday they didn't. They were the beneficiaries of some of these mistakes. And now they got their 500. Now they're back to 500, and they got to feel really comfortable about where they are. Their defense has been very good. I mean, over the last four weeks since they played Minnesota, their defense has been one of the best defenses in football. They 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 forced six turnovers. No one's gained more than 310 yards against them in any of those games. No one's passed for over 200 yards in any of those four games. I mean, they've been very good. They've been very good. However, they, they haven't had any help from their offense in terms of scoring points. Yesterday they did. They had 341 yards of offense. They still turn it over twice. They've got to clean that up if they're going to beat Washington this week. Uh, Mike, you brought up Washington there. They upset the Bucks yesterday. And the Bucks now still have not covered a game on the road this season. Some losses sprinkled in there, some closer wins sprinkled in there. What are you noticing? Is this just uh, you know a long season after winning a Super Bowl and there's going to be some ups and downs, or is there a, a more of a fundamental problem with the Bucks when they're not in Tampa this year? They're just not. They're not a very good team. 
Well, I, I think to me they look like a team that was still on the bye week yesterday. They start out, Brady throws two interceptions. One of them wasn't his fault. It got tipped off the off the running back, and then the second one was his fault. And they got the game, you know, they get the game to 23-19. to 19. They missed the extra point. And Washington goes on a almost a 12-minute drive. I mean, it was impressive. They basically get the ball back with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and Brady never sees the ball again. It's unbelievable. They did an incredible job. They just kept working the ball down the field. It was as good a performance as the Washington football team has had all year offensively. You know, and, and, and Washington still turned the ball over, but they were able to overcome it. Washington's defense came big, made some big plays for them. And, you know, it was probably one of their best performances the last two weeks, Denver and this week. Actually, the last three weeks, even the Green Bay game, Washington's defense has improved. The last three weeks, they've improved. This was the first time they were able to get something in the win column. Uh, Michael, first seven weeks, no upsets. Everybody's alive in Survivor. Everybody's hitting their money line parlay parlays with the favorites. Last three weeks, every Survivor pool has been blown up, including the one at Circa. Pittsburgh, the most popular team yesterday. So the ties end up being losers. And last three weeks, we've had underdogs of at least seven points win seven times in three weeks. This week, it was Tampa Bay, Carolina, in Miami on Thursday. What, what's your explanation for all the big underdogs winning uh, recently? You, you know, I mean, it's a hard one for me to figure out. I, I don't really have an answer for it. You know, to me, I, I think when you watch these games, I mean, that Tampa game could have gone, even though the score is kind of indicative of that, you know, I, I kind of felt like they had a chance. Carolina. You know, I, I felt like Carolina was going to cover that number. Carolina beat Arizona 31-21 last year when Kyler Murray played. Their defense was going to give them some trouble. So I think sometimes, you know, we tend to think that, you know, it's, it's, the, the, it's like college where they're just going to roll. But, you know, this is the NFL, and people don't want to give up too early on their season. They play hard in November, and they compete. And I think sometimes some teams like Tampa, I don't think Tampa was really ready to play today. Yesterday, I think they kind of got a little bit into a into a lark, and they and they weren't really ready to get going, and they made mistakes. And Washington played the best football of the season. Yep. They did. Interesting too, without Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Um, all right, Monday Night Football: Rams at Niners. Rams minus three and a half point favorites. What do you like in this one tonight, Michael? You know, I think this is one of those games where I, I think the 49ers season falls apart if they don't win tonight. You know, and it's a little bit like I thought Minnesota, uh, their season would have fallen apart if they didn't win against the Chargers. It was one of those last stand games. I call them the Custer last stand games. you got you got to show up. you got to play. I thought it was Washington's chance or their season was going to go down the drain. You know, and for me, this is where San Francisco is. I know the line's moving towards – San Francisco had opened at four. I think it's three and a half now. It's been moving around quite a bit, you know, and, and, it, and it, it started at four and a half, and now it's pretty much three and a half painted across the boards. I probably would take a flyer on San Francisco tonight only because I think that, you know, they, they need it. They have to play well, and their defensive front has to play really well. Mike, quickly, Odell Beckham Jr. going to play tonight. We know the Rams lost Robert Woods. Do you think he can replace him? Because it's a different story now. It was earlier, well, they just added him. Well, now he's basically got to replace Robert Woods. Do you think he can as the season goes along for that Rams offense? Uh, I think it's going to be hard. Look, I, I, let me just say this. Beckman wasn't better than Robert Woods. So to think that he's just going to come in and replace him is going to be a little harder. He's got to catch the ball with more consistency. He's had nine drops. He's had nine drops on fourth down 
you know, his time, and, and he's had too many drops uh, overall. But on fourth down, he's been really bad. So he's got to catch the ball cleaner. He's got to be able to separate. And I, and I think the thing that I would be worried about if I were the Rams is can Beckham hold up and stay healthy? That's been a concern. It's been a major one. Mike, we always appreciate it. We'll talk again next week. That was Mike Lombardi, our Odyssey NFL insider on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. On the other side, we got to dive into the Packers and the Seahawks. What was that yesterday? Mr. Unlimited came back. And the Seahawks didn't score a point shut out by the Packers. <laughs> we'll dive into that. NFL reactions from Week 10 right here on Beck QL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.